Welcome back to this reactionary podcast. And if you guys are watching the the YouTube video, you can see that my my colleagues are quite frankly enjoying themselves, uh, waving their their Lakers gear, doing LA signage, which is completely which is completely fair. I mean, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna rep my Oakland We Believe Warriors jersey, but you know, before we get into any any other things, as always, I'm Jerry Castillo, and I'm joined by uh, I'm Danny Huey, and I'm on, and I'm joined uh, joined by it's your boy, <laughs> really real, Jarrell Sales. And let's just get right into it: the Warriors versus the Lakers playing game. At first, I wasn't expecting a lot. I was hoping that the Warriors would just go in there, do their thing, blow out the Lakers, because the Lakers, quite frankly, haven't been playing well. You guys can attest to this; they haven't been playing well. And mm-hmm. I was hoping that the Warriors could, okay, not blow the Lakers up, but sneak out, sneak a win in there so that, you know, the, the Warriors fan base can be happy. But alas, that doesn't happen because of one man. Y'all know who it is. So, so deaf. It's, uh, it's LeBron James. And guys, quick reactions. Just let it all out because we're going we're gonna to dive into whatever happened in the game in a, in a minute. But... Just let me know your reactions throughout the game, particularly the first half, because I saw on Twitter, Daniel, you were just going off. Uh, first reactions of the game, raw thoughts. Wow, that was an ugly win. Uh, um, LeBron, that was a crazy shot. Uh, LeBron James, champion, uh, has come through. That was that was one of the most, honestly, one of the biggest, one of the more bigger clutch shots I've ever seen coming from the King. Uh, first half was. Ugly, okay. Like it was. This was a defensive war, and the and in the first half, the Lake Show looked like absolute dog shit. Okay, Anthony Davis and LeBron James completely passive on offense and defense. Defense, especially, we were letting the Lakers were letting Golden State get easy buckets. Um, by the end of the first half, we were down by thirteen. It was completely unacceptable. Um, luckily, by the second half, though, all of a sudden, AD and LeBron decided to wake up. Uh, I did. I do get annoyed by the. The 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 few you know those three point attempts Anthony Davis Davis likes to make from time to time, but that doesn't matter. Um, the most important part is at least LeBron and AD turned on in time, especially LeBron James at the end. And the Lakers showed off their championship defense from last season. It finally came back. So um, all in all, it was a messy victory, but we we Lake Show grounded this one out, and it, it was a well deserved win. And um, off off to uh to the Sunshine State in Phoenix on Sunday. Yeah, and G, really quickly, just to touch up on uh, Daniel's point. So the Lakers in the first half missed 31 shots, and that was the most they've ever they missed in this season, I think. Um, Green, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins played phenomenal defense. They held opponents yep. to 2 of 18. Andrew Wiggins held opponents to 0 of 9 and 0 of 6 from LeBron himself, and Draymond Green held opponents to 2 of 9 Two of eight from Anthony Davis. So, G, your thoughts? Uh, much to what uh, Daniel just previously said. Really awful. Really awful. But, I mean, as Lakers fans, we got to get used to this, right? They they always start off slow. Uh, we didn't expect it. We always, every time it's a big game, we, we, we expect something to just miraculously happen. But this is who they are. They like to give us heart attacks. They like to give us a game. I understand the refs were, were bullshit 
all game long, both sides for oh, the Lakers course. and the Warriors, uh, both sides. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I could nitpick here. I'm starting to realize that uh, the prophecy of Andre Drummond may not be a prophecy at all. Uh, we noticed that when the game comes down to uh, I'm locking in, focusing in on your game. Shout out to Anthony Davis because Draymond Green did a terrific job on him. Uh you know, Andre Drummond is nowhere to be found. Like, I just have to point it out. It's it's not working. Um, a lot of people are going to fall out of rotation. I don't know if we're going to get into that a little bit later in the podcast. But for the most part, it was really tough watching the first half, uh, just seeing them come out there lackadaisical. Um, and it's just, you know, players that aren't named LeBron and AD feeling like they can kind of walk out there and do the same thing that they're doing. No, KCP showed up first half. Caruso showed up first half. Um, for sure. Too. And second, but I thought Especially the question was the focused on the first on the first half. I thought we were gonna get into all of that later. But yeah, for no. sure, they, they they were for sure MVPs of this this game. Wesley Matthews came in and made an impact. Kuzman didn't go off scoring, but he had some energy there. In addition to that, if we talk about the first half, I know Trez isn't fitting as far as having AD at the five, but he brought some energy. He had that that dunk that just a thunderous dunk that kind of brought the Lakers that, that initial energy there. And then they just bring in Andre Drummond, big penguin. I don't know, bro. I'm an Andre Drummond fan, but it's just, that's the guy that I'm pointing out for, for, for this game, because it's, this was playoff field. This is playoff basketball. Uh, Steph Curry and, and, and uh, Steve Kerr and Draymond Green have instilled that into these players and to see how uh, Andre Drummond players like Andre Drummond perform. I'm just going to keep calling him out. I don't know. It's looking tough, bro. I'm I feeling more comfortable with starting Marquise Morris over him just so we have that spacing and we have somebody that can, get involved in offense because Drummond doesn't get the ball for two possessions. And then what is he doing? He's supposed to be the best rebounder in the game. And that motherfucker didn't rebound for don't play defense either. And, you know, just speaking on the first half, I mean, that's where the Warriors did a lot of their damage and, you know, the hyper switching defense that the Warriors employed worked. And you can, you guys can tell because the Lakers were looking all, all out of sorts. You know, Wiggins did a fantastic job on whoever he was guarding. I mean, just even in the first few possessions of the game, he blocked LeBron James. He was so springy that he almost blocked his follow-up attempt, and then he almost blocked his third shot attempt before the, uh, I think it was the shot clock violation. So yeah, the Warriors just had a lot more pep in their step. But we're talking about the first half. The small the small ball defense I was looking on Twitter, it, it worked because the Lakers were not prepared for that. But then, yes. you know... You got to give credit to Frank Vogel because he knew what was going on. He made the necessary adjustments and having, you know, Juan Toscano Anderson switch off on LeBron in the second half didn't really work out that well at all because it seeming it seems like, you know, LeBron saw the the weakness in JTA and just kept attacking him and we saw it time and again. He just kept attacking the basket, attacking the basket and then when Draymond would would come in to help, he'd dish it off to AD or he'll, he'll dish it off to a cutting man. And that's just, that's credit to the Lakers, you know, to the Lakers knowing that kind of, you know, that kind of, you know, adjustment. And we talk about how this game has a playoff feel. And, you know, if you guys have anything to say about the first or second half, just hop in. But this really did have a playoff feel because the Warriors only fielded eight guys, right? Everyone played more than 20 minutes with, you know, Draymond and Steph playing 41 and Andrew Wiggins playing a solid 39. The Warriors, this was a playoff game for the Warriors. They needed to win this game. And they needed, even though they lost, they they 
basically said, you know what, we, we're not the warriors of the past, but we can still compete. And, you know, gee, you mentioned Andre Drummond. He only played 17 minutes. He had four points. He had seven rebounds, though, and an assist, two blocks, and a turnover. And he was minus one in his 17 minutes. And then you mentioned AD. Well, he played 42 minutes, 10 of 24, 25 points, and 12 rebounds. Really, really had a rough shooting night. Um, I want to be KD. Keep shooting threes. Yep. I don't get it. One of six. One of six tonight. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, want to be KD? Anything else? You yeah. Guys wanna throw I mean, in there? as as Lakers fans, I know we watch. If you have Directv, uh, six ninety one, uh, Stu Lance, Bill McDonald. Stu Lance talks about this all the time when AD gets the ball. Get your, get the ball. Make a move. I don't like Go him inside. always. Yeah, exactly. I don't like him always having to, you know, take his time to face up and 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 watch the defense. Like, I understand at times that needs to happen. LeBron does, James does it a, a lot of times, but LeBron James is a playmaker. Anthony Davis, I don't like him in those situations because it's either going to be a turnover, a forced pass, or he's going to throw up a wild shot. Anthony Davis needs to catch and go, especially when he has a mismatch because now when you're waiting for the defense to settle in and they can uh, zone in on you, for instance, Draymond Green is a, is a great uh, help defender. Now you're putting yourself in a bad situation. What Daniel said, get inside, bro. His face-up game isn't LaMarcus Aldridge or Carmelo Anthony yet. It can be, but he needs to be quicker on that. That's that's my opinion on that. I, I mean, I absolutely agree with Jarrell there. I think what uh, like that this kind of goes to his point and my point about him getting inside. The game truly changed when um, AD and LeBron decided to get aggressive with the ball. Get in, get aggressive, get inside. That's when the tide started to turn in the second half when the Lakers took around like got to around a six point lead. That's when the that's when LA finally took control of the game. Facts. Yeah, and you can tell because the Lakers outscored the Warriors. What's thirty five plus twenty six? Sixty one, right? Yep. Sixty one. They outscored the Warriors sixty one to forty five in the second half. A lot of that has to do with what you guys are saying. The essentially LeBron and Anthony Davis waking up. But what about everyone else? You know, Dennis Schroeder, he played 30 minutes, 3 of 14. He was a minus 20 in his 30 minutes, which is, let me see here, the lowest. It's the worst out of everyone that's played. Caruso guys, stepped up. Oh, yeah, he, he played 30 minutes, 6 of 12, 2 of 3, 2 of 3 from three-point land for 14 points, 3 steals, very, very timely steals against the Warriors, too. And, you know, shout-out to Wesley Matthews coming in there and then just flopping. We can all agree that the Draymond yep. Green screen, that was a flop. Yeah, it was. You know, but then again, that's that veteran savvy, right? We, like, way back in the, in the, before the season started, we talked about how this addition of Wesley Matthews could potentially help down the line, potentially in the playoffs or playoff scenarios. Here it is, right? Big facts. Um, Dennis Schroeder, look, this is this is his opportunity to make a bid for uh, and this is just a small sample size. We're going to be in the playoffs. But so, like, as I was saying, this is this is Dennis Schroeder's. It's a sample size with this game, but this is his opportunity to showcase uh, why he should get paid the way he should get paid. Uh, he needs to be aggressive. I know that in the beginning, in the first half, they were forcing the ball to Anthony Davis. Um, the rotations are going to get cracked down um, and he's getting. You know, he's about to go up against guards. He's about to go up against Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And it doesn't look good on your resume that you got taken out of the fourth quarter for Wesley Matthews. And no offense to Wesley Matthews. Alex Caruso needs to play. You know the chemistry that LeBron James and Alex Caruso have. But for 
specifically for this scenario against Steph Curry, you got taken out because you was getting cooked, bro. And you think you're about to get paid 25 mil? Everything is about to get pointed out. Cotavius Carwell Pope deserves the contract that he got because it showcases in situations like this. I'm grateful that we signed Wesley Matthews and Alex Caruso deserves to get paid too because he shows up. Yeah, I saw about really quickly, Daniel. I saw um, I saw on Twitter. Uh, I think it was Worldwide Wob or something that the only hundred million that Dennis Schroeder is going to get is in pesos. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, man. They're not wrong. But go ahead, Daniel. Uh, about Dennis Schroeder, I'm going to be straight up honest. Uh, I agree with, with a lot of what G said right there. He didn't. Um, I mean, he wasn't terrible, but Dennis Schroeder was not impressive in the slightest of bit in that game. I thought other pieces on that Lakers squad tonight did much better than him. KCP stepped up, uh, obviously, um, especially Alex Caruso. They they were all about much more valuable on the court at least tonight more than Dennis Schroeder did. And I mean, that's to me to me like Dennis Schroeder's case of wanting that you know that big ass contract that he's been dying for, it does not look uh, good so far. And, you know, personally, if he keeps, keep this, keeps this up, I think Dennis Schroeder should just shut, shut up and take the, take the less money. So do you see in the future, because since we're talking about Schroeder and potential rotation changes in the future, do you see potentially THT cracking into this, you know, into the rotation somehow? Cause he only, he only played six minutes tonight and it's been one of those, instances where he's shown flashes i think he could be potentially the the sixth man in front of kuzma because what do you, how do you guys think kuzma played tonight kuzma n- needed to step up i think he did well enough tonight i think kuzma when we needed kuzma to show up he showed up and that was yeah. that was, that at least in in my part in my opinion is good news yeah, so really quickly, he had six points, four assists, two steals, and six rebounds in 23 minutes. He was a plus eight in his 23 minutes of play, which is the third highest behind Wesley Matthews and LeBron James. So, so. you guys, if you guys have been following the Shooting Breaks podcast, you know I will clown the fuck out of Kuzma. Uh, but he played well this game. Uh, we're not, I'm not expecting him to score 15, 20 every night, but he made an impact. We were struggling. He was getting some energy. Some of the stuff wasn't being shown on the stats as far as him keeping plays alive, you know, giving that extra um, possession. He had a couple of offensive rebounds that he directly affected. That means he didn't necessarily get it, but he might have put a hand on it for somebody else to get it. Um, And just speaking about the rotations, uh, I feel like a lot of these Laker players aren't going to be here next season. And I know I'm thinking about the future because I've seen Drummond get benched and get upset because he feels like he needs the ball in his hands. Dennis Schroeder in this situation and and Montrezl Harrell. Uh, So we need to get this championship this year because some of these players are gone. I think they're going to get too big headed um, and understand that they're getting drowned in the rotation. And the reason why I bring that up is because you spoke about THT potentially being our six man. Um, potentially. Um, I'm not going to cap his ceiling there because like you said, we've seen flashes, but he has a lot to learn as far as IQ and control. Um, he's only 20 years old. I don't see him getting a lot of PT this, this uh, playoff run because we need people that we can, depend and depend on and trust and all in all honesty the only time that i feel like players like tht um and uh ben mclemore are going to get thrown out there is when we really 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 need a spark on the offensive end because in the situations like against the warriors you guys aren't even at full like power offensively and look what we valued over offense defense caruso 
KCP, Wesley Matthews, they played a lot in the second half because we needed that defense. We we weren't scoring on the offensive end. It was a if it was a defensive battle, to be honest. Uh Curry went off and got his 36 points, but aside from 37. that, who had a 37. Aside from that, who had over 20? Andrew Wiggins, 21. There we go. Yeah, and uh Daniel, do you have anything to add? Because I have a, a a few questions to throw to you guys as Laker fans. But Daniel, you have uh, anything to add? I mean, about the rotation going to your previous question earlier, honestly, despite Dennis Schroeder not looking impressive tonight, I don't really see him uh, see a person like THC being put into the starting position or putting him over the position in the rotation over him. It, it's it, we, we need guys like THC Caruso to come off the bench to provide the spark. It, it was like it was it's this is really, really like the situation we found ourselves Last season, when 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 I was you know really upset that we were starting Danny Green, looking back, we needed to start Danny Green because we needed Alex Caruso to come off the bench and provide that spark. So I, I really, it's and honestly, Dennis Schroeder is much better than Danny Green. So I rather just leave Dennis Schroeder where he is in in the rotation and just let those guys come in when we need them. Right. So we're talking about uh, Lake rotation. So maybe. A Morai twin, or maybe Marcus All, because it's it makes sense that Marcus All didn't play this game at all because the Warriors would have absolutely just abused him in the pick and roll situations in any kind of situation because he hasn't played well at all. And knowing how fast paced the Warriors are playing, it's a good thing that he sat out this game. So do you guys think that this will be the trend moving forward, at least moving toward the series with the Suns, which we'll get to in a minute, or do you think? This is just kind of like those one-off situations. Uh, personally, I don't really see him him playing that much going forward. I just think our bigs, we just have better bigs right now in our rotation that are better than Marcus Gasol. And I just feel like I think the Suns kind of play that guard-oriented ball. So, like, we, we won't, we, in my opinion, we, we won't possibly need him in, the, in, in any of our lineups right now. Right. So... To answer your question, all those that are listening, please please press rewind. I mentioned it earlier. I see us potentially starting Markeith Morris um, because we are more effective when it comes to this playoff ball with Anthony Davis at the five. It's more spacing. We don't have to worry about Andre Drummond just chilling behind the backboard. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Marcus Gasol right now. I feel like it's all dependent on the matchups. You talked about the Suns. They have guards, yes. They do have versatile wings and bridges and uh, uh, Jay Crowder as well, but they do have a big man in DeAndre Ayton. That's mm-hmm. my only concern. So specifically with certain matchups, we may need a big body out there uh, just to disrupt anything that they got going on. But I so I believe in Anthony Davis and Garden Fives because he's a mismatch on both ends. He's lengthy, lengthy enough, and he has the foot speed and lateral quickness to stay in front of bigs and switch and whatever the case may be. So honestly, I think we take advantage of that and play more of our forwards and keep Anthony Davis at the five. I don't care how he feels about it. Bro, you're effective at it. Um, it's going to be necessary. Majority of your minutes have to be at the five. We have we have Kyle Kuzma. I, I know we bash on him a lot, but he is becoming a better versatile defender where he's able to, you know, slide his feet and at least be in position sometimes. Of course, he's going to have some boneheaded plays, but we have to work at our most effective. If you play 2K, you play my league, and you look at your system proficiency, our system proficiency is closer to a five-star with Anthony Davis at the five rather than him at the four, forcing it with Andre Drummond. And I think it's tough because Andre Drummond came in so late that we haven't still figured it out. And now is not the time to figure that out. 
Yeah. And I think that's why he was benched for most of the game because he just looked lost out there, uh, especially in offense. Yeah. He just looked lost. But anything else to, yeah, anything else to add about the about the Lakers before I move on to the Warriors? No. All right. Just get prepared for Sunday. I think that's what this Lakers team should honestly get prepared for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they will face the Suns on Sunday while the Warriors play the Grizzlies. Now, that being said, I really liked what I saw from the Warriors. And mind you, you guys said it. This was without Kelly Oubre. And, you know, as much crap as I give Kelly Oubre outside of the podcast, his 15 points a game or whatever could have been the difference maker, but that's neither here nor there. You know, the, the Warriors did what they could with the talent that they had. And again, this... Steph Curry dropping 37 in 41 minutes on 12 of 23, 6 of 9 from 3, nice, and 7 of 8 from the free throw line with 7 rebounds and 3 assists. 6 turnovers, though, a little bit careless, but it is what it is. This is the best you can expect from a Warriors squad carried by Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. This is the best that they got. And for all the stuff that, you know, Laker fans on Twitter, online, will say whatever they want about the Warriors – I'll just say the Warriors played a hell of a game. They did their best. They did they did what they could. And, you know, Jordan Poole, Michael Mulder, and, like I said, JTA coming off the bench, doing what they can. Of course, they're not going to match up to Caruso or, you know, Kuzma or whatever have you. They're just not because these guys are super young. They did the best they could, you know, and shout out to Wiggins playing fantastic defense, just showing an, a large array of moves, shooting, you know, the three-pointers could be better, one of five, but he did his best, and I'm surprised to actually be saying this, but he did his best, and that's all you can ask for from Andrew Wiggins. But, hey, he did well. I mean, wouldn't you guys agree? Uh, Andrew Wiggins stepped up tonight. Uh, this Warriors team has honestly nothing to be ashamed of. They, they, play a, a, they played a valiant effort. They almost they almost knocked the defending champs into the um, eighth eighth place uh, playing game. So uh, I think, I think this is proof that they're going to probably beat Memphis. Uh, Memphis won, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, Memphis we'll get, won. We'll get to it in a second. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think the Warriors are going to beat the, uh, the Grizzlies uh, for all the stuff that happened in the off season. I think this Warriors team did well. Stephen Curry was phenomenal tonight. He was absolutely venom from the three point line. He he's a nightmare, but but um yeah overall the Warriors solid night. Um I think they're I think in the short term they're gonna get at least into the first round, but all good. Uh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins came out. Andrew Wiggins came out like the best Andrew version of Andrew Wiggins possible. We started seeing him being so aggressive, and I just want to reiterate this: like this is a perfect situation for him to be under Steve Kerr and to be playing with players like Steph Curry and uh, Draymond Green, where he's not asked to do as much. Um, I know that he's probably a little bit above his role because without Klay Thompson, it's a little bit more shots here and there. But I, I don't understand why you don't want Andrew Wiggins on your team. Uh, I know he's. He's not worth it as far as the contract goes, I guess. But, I mean, he's – he's. I think he's done better than what was expected coming to the Warriors. And you, it showcased that tonight. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think he I think he did well. He was giving, he was giving the Lakers some problems. Yeah, he was. And that's um, – the main thing that – the reason why I don't want him on the Warriors is that contract. If he was getting paid 
15 million instead of 27, maybe more than that 27, it would have been fine because he's averaging what 18 and five, 4.9 rebounds. I think that's yeah. not, that's not worth 27 million. He's a fine player because he's learning. He, like you said, he's in the perfect situation. He's learning. Exactly. That said, he shouldn't have to learn for $27 million. <laughs> right. I mean, it just makes sense, but you know, the Warriors, they played tough. They, you know, that LeBron James shot, God dang it, man. What one hell of a shot from just past the hash mark, right? Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Local what a Let's not make that a thing, but I mean, he, I mean, I've seen him shoot from this logo on, on the Staples Center a couple of times. So I mean, it is what it is. I don't think logo LeBron has the same ring as logo Lillard. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And do, not just and do tonight. And do tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and do well, tonight. I'll give, I'll give it to you tonight. I'll give it to you tonight. But looking forward, you guys mentioned CP3 and the Suns. So just quick overall thoughts on what you guys think will happen because the Lakers are facing the Suns and the games will start on Sunday. So quick thoughts on what you think will happen with that series? I think it's going to be a, a it's going to be a pretty convincing Lakers victory. Um, the Suns, I'm I'm leaning towards a five game series. I think the Suns uh, get one off the Lake Show. I just I just think, look look, Phoenix has been. Great this year, they've they've totally surprised everyone. But I think it, I think it's time for them to get exposed by LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think they were they were always, in my opinion, Utah and Phoenix were always the beneficiaries of Golden State and LA going down. I think what we saw tonight was honestly a preview of next season. Uh, so with Phoenix and Utah being false number one and number twos, I think it's unfortunately for Phoenix for Suns fans. I think. Sunday is the is the beginning, the end, the the start of reality coming to hit your face. All right. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with Daniel here. Um, I was thinking the same thing before he he threw it out there as far as five games uh, series for the Lakers. Um, I I feel like this first game is going to be the game that really challenges the Lakers. It, I feel like it could go either way. Um, I don't want to sit here and say Lakers are going to get four in a row, but I just I don't I don't believe in the Suns. I know Chris Paul he's he does a miraculous job with turning teams around, but what is his track record in the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? And there's so much yeah. there's so, there's only so much you can do when leaning on Chris Paul. Um, he's not the guy to lead you to the promised land because he hasn't done it for himself. He he hmm. he could get you to the path, but Devin Booker is going to have to take the the reins, uh, take over the car, take the the driver's seat, and this is his first time in the playoffs this is a, yep. a lot of players on his team first time so that's going to come into play you see how the lakers are and I, all the lakers fans out there listen i know i'm the one that's a worry and get upset and be like oh i remember last year the bubble damian lillard that situation but just relax calm down the lakers <laughs> are going to start off slow remember they got 30 year olds on their team lebron james nursing an injury it's going to take some time but lakers in five and i'll just uh just so that there's some dissension within our group here, I'm going to say Suns in seven. Just so, you know, there's, for, for the sake of argument, because I deep down I know the Lakers are probably going to win in five or six, but just for the sake of argument, Suns in seven, right? They do have Chris Paul. They do have Jay Crowder on that squad. We tend to forget that. We, they do have Dario Saric. So they have, <laughs> they have players that have been to the playoffs in some capacity. 
Oh, right. okay. I thought just, you was like naming them like we didn't just beat uh, Jay Crowder uh, last year in the finals. Again, for the Go sake ahead. for the sake of argument, man. All right. Again, yeah. deep down, six, five or six for the Lakers, but deep down, that's you know. Anyways, as much as that pains me to say, but just a a few quick hitters here before we wrap things up. So we talked about the Grizzlies, and surprisingly. The Grizzlies beat the Spurs 196 behind Dylan Brooks' 24 points and 7 rebounds. Jonas Valanciunas had 23 points and 23 rebounds. He was feasting. Now, on the Spurs side, DeMar DeRozan had 20 points on 5 of 21 shooting. His That was an incredibly rough game. Shooting bricks? Liter- almost literally shooting bricks. Um and just a quick note on the Spurs. This will be the first time in 45 years that the Spurs will be missing the playoffs in consecutive years. Damn. Now, Man. 45 years. Yeah, that's just about as old as our parents, if not like people we know. So, yikes. This, we, are un, we are entering uncharted territory here. But, you know, they're probably going to get the 11th pick. Uh, I think they're tied with the... Um, the Hornets for the 11th pick, but we'll see how that pans out. And like I said, the, um, the Grizzlies will face the Warriors for the eighth seed. And if I mentioned this in passing before, but I wrote an article on sports, not about how, if there's a team that's going to give the Warriors trouble, it's the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies have a lot of long arms. And as we saw with Dylan Brooks guarding DeMar DeRozan, they can give the Warriors fits, especially if, you know, Curry is the main driving force, because even though, Andrew Wiggins dropped a career high on them. It's still Andrew Wiggins, right? He, we, unless it's consistent, we still have to put that out there. But last thing here. So on the flip side for the Eastern Conference playing tournament, the Wizards versus the Celtics. The Celtics win 118 to 110 behind Jason Tatum's 50 points. 50, along with eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and a steal. Campbell Walker chipped in with 29 points, with Jalen Brown out. The Celtics are now the seventh seed and will look to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Meanwhile, the Hornets and the Pacers, this was just not even close. The Pacers annihilate the Hornets 144 to 117 as eight Pacers scored in double figures led by O'Shea Brissett's 23 points. Sabonis had 14 points and 21 rebounds along with nine assists. Damn. Lastly, right... So the Pacers and Wizards will play to see who gets the eighth seed and ultimately a date with the 76ers led by MVP candidate Joel Embiid. Well, that's the that's how everything's looking looking to be, how everything's shaping out. Um, yeah, any any last thoughts before we wrap things up? Lakers and or Warriors? Uh, it's a little off topic, but uh, Jason Tatum's 50 point performance was incredibly stellar the other night um i think he's 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 by far the best player to come out of the 2017 draft i think he's a franchise face for the foreseeable future i'm sensing one or two nba rings other than that great night of playing basketball it's what a monstrous what a monstrous night i can't believe i just watched i can't believe i just laid my eyes upon that um the play-in is here to stay Regardless of whether LeBron likes it or Luca likes it or not, um, it's a hit with the fans. It's it's gonna it's 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 here for the long haul. 
Yeah, I just wish this series, this, I just wish this wasn't a one game series, but rather a seven game series and everyone is fully healthy. This is, you know, we have, we, like you said, Daniel, this is a taste of potentially next year. So, Western Conference Finals, I'm, per- I'm saying it right now. Damn. What is the date? May 19th, 2021. Book it, folks. Book it. But go ahead, G. Uh, I'm pretty upset that these stats aren't going anywhere. It's not regular season. It's not playoffs. So Jason Tatum just dropped the 50-piece, you know what I'm saying? No biscuits on the side, and it doesn't account for anything. So that kind of – that's what I wanted to make note there. In addition to that, I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions. So first and foremost, who are your picks when it comes to the the remaining games? Do we have the Warriors against the Grizzlies? Who do you guys have? In addition to that – Warriors. In addition to that, we have Pacers against the Wizards. Who do you guys have? I have okay, so obviously I have the Warriors. That's a given, and I have the, I have the Wizards. Uh, I have the Warriors. I just think, I just have a gut feeling that this Warriors team is going to be is going to show up against this Grizzlies team, even though Jared said they're 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 kind of a problem. Um, as far as the Pacers and Wizards games go, um, look, I'm going to be um, real with all y'all. It's that one playing game that I don't really give a shit about, but uh, I think the Wizards with Russell Westbrook, I'm leaning towards Russell Westbrook, even though I have my gripes with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Interesting takes there. I I think I have to agree with you guys there. Uh, I want to go with the Wizards so bad, but I just, they fold under pressure like they just did. Uh, like you said, DeMontis Sabonis is a beast, and it seems like the Pacers, even with their injuries, have a better supporting cast than, than the Wizards outside of Bill and, and Russ. So I'm going to actually say the Pacers over the Wizards, although I want them to win. And I agree with you. The Grizzlies can't handle the Warriors. You see what Chef Curry just did. So, man. yeah. Fingers Absolute crossed, man. dangerous. He's dangerous, but... Babyface assassin. Absolutely. All these uh, Chef Curry. Let's see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. I'm actually rocking the the We Believe Steph Curry jersey, which I got for Christmas. Shout out. But um, yeah, with that being said, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter, at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram, and at The Shooting Bricks Podcast on YouTube for all the news and the video of this episode of the Shooting Bricks Podcast. And as always, Warrior Fan for Life, I'm Jerry Castillo. I love LA. I'm Daniel Wayne. I'm joined by... We love it. It's your boy, Rally Rail Jarrell Sales. Keep shooting bricks with us. Yurt. Yurt. All right. Keep shooting bricks with us, and we will see everyone else next time.